Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steve NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And it's back. Oh, it's back. Are you doing it? Hold on. Are you doing it? You better be doing it. This is the first. I could see you doing it over there. Yeah. This is Quick Snaps. Now, if you didn't know what Quick Snaps is all about and are confused by that um, entrance, you're welcome. So, yeah, Quick Snaps is back. Uh, do you know what it's? Do you know what? It's a day late, right? It's a day late because I went and got the... This is what my dentist told me. The biggest filling and most complex filling that he's ever done. Not only that, I got gum surgery. Do you know the song was written about a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's written about a dentist, yeah. You should sing it like this. So it's all fantastic here at UK Packers HQ. Also, my newborn son is now around 11 to 12 days old and he's at that stage now where he's not sleeping. So, I mean, look, it's all go. It's all fantastic. It's all great. Gum surgery was actually a treat. But anyway, look, we're here to talk about uh, bears and Packers. We don't have long. If you are new to this thing, quick snaps is quick and snappy. Right, so it's it's quick snappage for your big package. I just my legal team did say here in UK Packers HQ that the official tagline is actually not quick snappage for your big package. Uh, so I just want to lay that out. Look, we're coming into a, a very difficult game, obviously, because we're going into Soldier Field. Uh, I'd have made before, and we did this sort of thing where we would try predict the uh, games. He knew nothing about NFL, nothing horse racing. He was your dude, but NFL had in the bog. So what he did was he just picked all the home teams. And he ended up coming second or something in the whole game prediction thing. So it's difficult. Going to someone else's stadium is really difficult. Um, and it's a rivalry as big as Packers-Bears. And I don't need to tell anybody how fierce that is. Uh, but then it's even more insane. Not only that, but the Bears players have been coming out ad nauseum, ad nauseum uh, this offseason. Any new Bears player that came in, the PR team leaned over and said... Just say you hate the Packers. And they go, I don't like the Packers. And then uh, they suck. And then everyone's like, yay. And they rejoice, right? It's kind of in the handbook of like, like me, tiny doctor. Except that I could pick your father up and say, like me, like me, tiny doctor. So, look, they feel like they have, and I've plenty of receipts for this. They feel like the Bears players, the Bears fans, the Bears organization, that they rejoiced when Aaron Rodgers left because his ownership of the Bears was known to him and their fans by him telling them he owns them. Right on cue, Joe. So it was quite obvious that, the, you know, we've been dominating them for forever. So, of course, they were delighted. The minute they saw the back of them going to the Jets, they thought this is their chance. And they have been, they have been so noisy on social media and I have all the receipts now again it could come back and bite us in the ass because I've been putting stuff out of course slagging off the bears but that's not there's nothing new there right I'm not gonna we're not gonna stop being us we're not gonna stop being us uh, because we believe in the team and we're fun. why be a fan right why be a fan but anyway they really feel like they have the advantage here now and one of the bears players I don't know who he was because I don't recognize half of them uh, because they keep coming out going, yeah, I'm going to suck it to you. And you're kind of like, I've never heard, never heard of you, bro. Um, so he came out and said, look, now is the time for us to dominate. That they're, you know, 
area of dominion is gone now and it's time for us to take that on Sunday. This could be a season of two offs because Love is coming into a fire. He's coming in there and not to put a spoiler alert on it, but it is important for Clicks in the Palace for your massive because is that we are without Watson and we are without Romeo Dobbs, more than likely. Now, LaFleur came out and said, oh, we don't know. We'll see. That means that we're definitely without uh, Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Anyway, um, let's have a look at the two games last season and let's have a look at some of the changes and see what can we extrapolate out of it. Not to get too like super nerdy with stats or anything like that, but from the outset, the Packers beat the Bears last season twice and we played them twice. We played them in week two and we played them in week 13 before we had the bye. So what does that mean from, from the outset? What does that mean? Well, in a season where we didn't make the playoffs, we were not a playoff caliber team. And when we had our worst season in the Matt LaFleur era, we still beat the Bears twice by two scores and more. That's Take from that what you will, but there has been a lot of change, admittedly, on both teams. The Packers are obvious uh, with quarterback and special teams. But if we look behind that um, and we look at those two games, Watkins was our top target in week two. He's now gone. Alan Lazard was our top receiver the second time in week 13, and he's now gone. So looking at week two last year, the Packers won by 17 points. And a large part of that was the outstanding production of Aaron Jones. I don't know if you remember, but before the game they were talking about, we need to get the ball to to Jonesy more. And they certainly did. He ran for 132 yards. um, And he was also the second best receiver on the night. His carry average was 8.8 yards per carry which was really ridiculous, and he gets a rushing touchdown. Um, as I said, look, he caught three passes. He was only targeted three times, so that's that's Randall Cobb-style iron hands for 38 yards and a touchdown there as well. And to put it into perspective, as I said, that made him the second-best receiver on the night behind Sammy Watkins in terms of yards. Um, and again, you can look behind that again and see that, look, Sammy Watkins had three catches, the same as Aaron Jones, but he had a long of 55 and no touchdowns. So yes... Watkins was our top receiver. He comes down with 93 yards receiving, but it was actually the performance of Aaron Jones uh, that got us going. So the early indications would be is for us to have success in this game against the Bears. Well, then we need to lean on the guy who's been there all along, which is Aaron Jones, both in the run and the pass game. And in fact, when you look at all of the video that's coming out of Lambeau, um, you'll see an awful lot of that is Jordan Love throwing passes to Aaron Jones. And I think that makes sense now. Because if he was one of the top receivers against the Bears, I think we're going to lean on him heavy. So not only that, is that they look at, and if you look at all the interviews before that, is that they talk about Elton Jenkins' return in week two last year and that how that bolstered the line. And Matt LaFleur even credited Jenkins for being a pivotal part of the Packers' success during that game and my question to you is do we have Jenkins in the lineup and the answer obviously is yes we do so we've Aaron Jones we've Elton Jenkins we've David Bakhtiari so so far it looks like where we got most of our production we could keep that up now the Bears did make inroads in the game uh, but they were stopped on a crucial fourth and goal by Preston Smith being the hero of course Preston's still there now the part that was hairy for the Packers last season was is that we gave up massive yardage an 8.1 yard per carry average to David Montgomery he ran for 122 yards on 15 carries 
but David Montgomery is no longer with the Bears. They've gone in a different direction. You would have seen him playing last night for the Lions with their upset against the Chiefs, winning 21-20, and he scored the game-tying touchdown in the fourth quarter. So we don't have to worry about David Montgomery anymore. But who do we have to worry about? It's it's obviously, it's the dual threat, right? It's Justin Fields. This guy nearly broke uh, Lamar Jackson's rushing record last season. But there's a reason he had to do that because his pass yards were absolutely abysmal. So he's most dangerous, you would think, when he gets out of the pocket and goes running. And when we look at that game last year, the Packers did a really good job of containing him. He'd only did 2.5 yard per carry average on eight carries for only 20 yards. Not bad for containing a dual threat quarterback. Now, week 13 was more roby. The Packers looked like they were headed for a loss and then there was some fourth quarter heroics and they pulled it back. Rodgers looked absolutely abysmal in the game. Lazard was our top receiver. That was followed by Watson. Both of those obviously we don't have. Crucially, Watson and Dobbs are going to be injured for this game uh, upcoming. But again, the Bears didn't help themselves in that game either. They they had more penalties than the Packers. They had a fumble. They had two interceptions. So they didn't really help themselves. So can we look back at those games last season and can we sort of say does that help us in any way do we have the same parts do they not have the same parts do they have someone who's better well i suppose we need to go in and talk about what their team actually looks like now but what i would say is is that the packers defense is improved and they should be improved and i dare i say they should be they have to be they've more first round picks on defense than you can shake a stick at they've bolstered that rashan gary should be coming back so this should be a much improved defense and we might need it because we're going to be coming up against dj moore and dj moore was the receiver that was traded for by the bears because they found themselves like the worst team last year so they were in the first round pick and so they traded their first uh, rounder uh, at number one for dj moore so he's going to be the focal point and he's going to come up against jair alexander and we'll have to look to see how our safeties play out because we all know there was competition at the safety position for us as well so the Packers do go into Soldier Field as underdogs at the point of recording. It's uh, 2.5, which is pretty incredible, really, uh, when you think about it, that we go to their stadium without Aaron Rodgers and we're still only a field goal uh, down. But look, the Bears defense is young. It doesn't have those marquee names anymore. It's not the days of Brian Urlacher, uh, Akeem Hicks and all of those players. But their head coach, Matt Eberflus, Iberflus uh, is in his second year now with the Bears and he was a former defensive coordinator. So you would expect that the defense would be, if it's not good, it should be sound. And not in an Irish way, at Jesus, he's sound. And look, they're dealing with Love and not Rodgers. So to them, they see that as an automatic upgrade for them, something that's going to help them. But what I would say is, is sometimes that works in our favor. And I know the obvious, they don't have game tape on love, the blah, blah, but they don't know his tendencies. They don't know how he's going to appear. They just assume it's going to be easier. They think they can ping the rears back and get after him. But if he comes out and starts blowing the Bears' D away, heck. Pleasure would be all mine, Mitch. You won't be disappointed. Well, then they can't rattle him like they would a rookie because he isn't a rookie. And he has starting experience in the NFL against the Chiefs, in fact. And he came in in that Eagles game. And you can't rattle a guy like a rookie. And I'm not saying he's not unrattleable, right? Because he could look like a flustered mess because it is his first time starting as a starting QB. But if you sit behind the first ballot Hall of Famer for three years, you're not going to, well, you shouldn't have 
famous last words, you shouldn't have the jitters like you would expect that a rookie would have. Now, the talking points of um, the game are, are obvious. It's the ones can love overcome the loss of uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs in Soldier Field. Well, that's a Matt LaFleur problem. You know, they need to put him in a position to succeed. And I suspect that Aaron Jones and her young tight ends might be a large part of his success if we pull out the win in Chicago, which, according to the bookies, would be against the grain. So I think it's going to come down to a couple of things. It's going to come down to uh, just clever game management. Uh, keep the expectations lower, obviously, because Love is coming into his first game as a starter. He's coming in away to the Bears. Uh, the fans are going to make that stadium uh, really noisy. But I think if the defense can stymie the Bears' offense, then Love is the luxury of not having to do too much at all to cause an upset in the Windy City. We saw in Week 13, as I said, Aaron Rodgers had an atrocious game. Awful. And it was only these heroic stuff that happened. And you can see sometimes with teams, you have to pull out the heroics. We saw a fake punt, for instance, last night. The Chiefs versus the Lions. The Lions pulling out the upset. I don't think we're going to need to go to gadget play territory here. I think that if our defense is stout, well, then I think we can be solid with Matt LaFleur's play calling. Jordan Love, if he if he looks as good as he did in the preseason, which is a misnomer, it's a whatever you want to call it. But if he looks as good and goes to his right reads, as Dan Orlovsky likes to point out and every, every, all the other analysts, well, then I think we're going to be in a really good position in this game. But there will be hiccups because the Packers are brand new in some positions. And we know quarterback, we know special teams, look, receiver, tight end. So I just think we need to curb our expectations a bit, but still get excited because this is the newest chapter in a story that's over 100 years in the making. And if we can pull out the win in this game, can you imagine the Bears' tears at the end of this game thinking, I cannot believe for a third time in a row they've landed on a quarterback who can hand us their own ass. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Anyway, we're going to break it down after the game. Follow us on social media. Get into the Discord as well where we'll be talking during the game. Uh, but I've been at NFL. We have been at UK Packers. And check back in for the post-review game later in the week. Go Paco.